Good morning again. Uh, today we are continuing our, our journey into the sermon series called Shape. Uh, the purpose of the sermon series is so that we can all discover how God has shaped each one of us uh, and truly live into God's purposes for our life. And we are looking at the acronym SHAPED, uh, spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you about my joy of pivot tables. Some of you are wondering, what, piv what the heck are pivot tables? What do they do? And more importantly, Pastor, why are you so excited about pivot tables? My goodness, friends, let me just tell you, pivot tables are awesome. Do you know what pivot tables are? Anybody, just put your hand up if some of you know. All right, pivot tables are exciting. All right, like, no, seriously, they give me so much joy. And I check with a lot of other pastors, and I talk about pivot tables with the same excitement of them, and they kind of look at me as some of you are looking at me like, what the heck are you talking about? What are pivot tables? They just don't get it. They absolutely don't get it. Matt, can you pull out the pivot table that I created? All right, so here are the pivot tables. So this pivot table here uh, kind of lists what scriptures were preached on what days. So Matt, go ahead, keep scrolling down. So these are, this is for the past two years. We've looked at it, that's good, that's good. You're doing it too fast. You're taking away my joy, just go easy. Let people enjoy the pivot table. All right, now you can scroll down a little bit. All right, all right, stop there. Luke 13 was preached on uh, February 28th of this past year. All right, all right, keep going, Matt. All right, so you all get it. How many of you are excited by this? All right, one, two, two people. All right, you can, you can, you can leave it, Matt. So I created this pivot table about many years ago. Someone showed it to me, and there was something in me that came alive. I got excited. I started creating these pivot tables, not only for two years, for over 10 years to look at which scriptures were said. And I was so excited. I called Kristen one day when I first discovered, I said, Kristen, come look. Can you go that pivot table back up? Come look. <laughs> look at this awesome pivot table. And she looked at me very lovingly and said, seriously, who cares? Who cares? How many of you remember what, we, what scripture was read eight weeks ago? Anybody? No, but I can tell you. Are you interested in knowing? Right? There's something that gives me joy when I look at this pivot table. Something inside of me just gets excited. When I look at data, I just, I just love it. I just love how things are done, and I get excited about it. So this morning, my question for you is, what are you excited about? What is it that something that you do that gives you this great joy? This great joy that gives you joy in the depths of your heart. Something that you do that gives you joy. What is it that you do? Something that's a little different, that's a little quirky, but that gives you joy. The first time I ever discovered Excel sheets, Excel program, I was excited. Were you excited? Anybody? No? Right? What gives you joy? What is the task that you do that gives you joy? Friends, this morning, in response to the sermon that is being preached, the word of God that is being proclaimed, I want us to identify the things that give us joy. 
something that you do, the abilities that you have that give you joy. And the question I want us to ponder with, not only identify those things that give us joy, but ask the next question, how is it that you are serving God with that God-given ability? That is how I would love for us to respond uh, to this morning's uh, sermon. But before we continue on with Romans 12 that was read to us today, I would like us to meditate, I would like us to kind of recapture uh, our sermon series so far so that we are all on the same page. Our sermon series started with our first uh, time we looked at this uh, book called Shape. We asked our question, we were reminded that each one of us is made in God's image that you and I are created in God's image. Not only are we created in God's image, but each one of us is a masterpiece. Each one of us is a masterpiece that God created us, that the way God gave your eyes the color of your skin, your sense of humor, and the way you smile, each one of us was created by God and you are a masterpiece. The Greek word we looked at, you are God's poema. You are God's masterpiece. And then we looked at that each one of us, God has given spiritual gifts. Pastor Cindy preached about the importance of spiritual gifts, that everyone is called to serve our spiritual gifts. Each one of us is given. And last week, uh, we looked at what brings our joy, what breaks our heart. What in the world that you look around and you see and it just breaks your heart? Maybe God is wanting you to do something about it. And even in the midst of that heartache and heartbreak, there's also joy given to you when we serve in that capacity. Let's be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit so that we can hear what God is asking us to do. So this morning we are looking at the acronym SHAPED, A, for abilities. What abilities do you possess? What are the things that you do come so easily and naturally to you? When you carry out a task, you're so skillful at it that it just flows out of you. You work elegantly and simply. When others see you doing what you do, they say, how can you do it? That's crazy. How can you do this? Like some of you are looking at me saying, oh my gosh, pivot tables? Really, pastor? Why do you do that? What is wrong with you? Why don't you get a life? You know, that's a different story. It's enough for another sermon. All right, right? What do you do that you do it so skillfully that comes so naturally to you? Our congregational pastor, Pastor Joanne Slaughter, uh, she loves caring for people. And she speaks with individuals with tenderness and care. And she does it so beautifully and so elegantly. And some of us wonder, how can you do that? How can you walk into a complete stranger's house, sit with them for an hour, and just talk? That's what she does. And she does it beautifully. Friends, this morning, what comes easy to you? What comes so easy for you? Remember I said I love pivot tables. I keep going back to those pivot tables. And the reason I love pivot tables is because I see the movement of the Holy Spirit when I look at pivot tables. You all are wondering, what? 
How can you see God's movement in this pivot table? Because we believe the scriptures that are read and preached are something that God is asking us to wrestle with, right? Matt, can you pull up that pivot table again and just scroll down a little bit? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Go to our Romans. I'm, I'm looking for Romans. Right there. All right. Keep going a little bit more. All right. You see Romans 12? This is the only chapter in the same verses that were preached at Mount Hope for the past two years. It's the only scripture that we kept going back to. We preached on this five times so far. Five times so far we preached. I think God is saying something to Mount Hope. I think this is an important scripture for us to wrestle with. I think God is saying something to you who call Mount Hope your home. So let's read um, Romans 12 again, four, verses 4 and 5. For just as each one of us has a body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we, though many, are form one bo body, and each member belongs to all others. Here, Paul is reminding us that we are one body. We are one body in Christ Jesus. But each one of us is a member. Each one of us belongs to this body called Mount Hope. Whether you're worshiping with us in person or watching online, you belong to Mount Hope. This is your faith community. Friends, if you're feeling disconnected, or you somehow slipped away from our fellowship due to the challenges of the pandemic, I want to remind you that you belong to Mount Hope. You are an integral part of this church. Please reach out to one of the pastors or another church member so that we can continue to be in community with each other. Another point that is made here in these words is that each one of us who's sitting here, who's worshiping uh, in your uh, at home, each one of us is different. Each and every single one of us is different. That's what Paul is saying in Romans 12. Each one of us. We are not carbon copies. Carbon copy. Do you remember carbon copy? The old typewriter, right? You used to type it. You had a little sheet. Nicole's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> hi, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole's 19. Say hi, everybody. Right? Okay, carbon copy was something that you used to use a typewriter. Now you're saying, what's a typewriter? It's okay. All right? It's kind of like a computer without a screen. <laughs> right? Or a photocopy. Right? We are not. Each of us is different. Each of us is different. We are not duplicates. Each of us is different. And each of us belongs to this community of faith called Mount Hope Church. And we read in verse 6 that each one of us, we have different gifts. Not only are we different, but each one has different gifts and abilities. Each one is given a unique gift to contribute to the life of this congregation and community. Paul gives a brief list of gifts and abilities in this section that each one of us might possess. Here are these words, uh, these abilities that Paul is talking about here is the ability to serve, to teach, 
and encourage? Do you love serving, doing something for others? You go and spend an evening caring for somebody else and you feel refreshed in your heart. You have a smile on your face and you say, that was good. Friends, if you are one of those individuals, I want to invite you next Saturday to come and be part of our Bread of Life Ministries. Bread of Life Ministries every month serves about 30 to 40 families. And we set up a grocery store in our parking lot here so that those who are experiencing food insecurity can come and shop in our grocery store. Is that what you're called to, to serve? I'd like to invite you to do that every third Saturday. And there are other things that the Bread of Life Ministries does, and you can be part of that as well. All month there is something or the other that people tend to do. Please contact the church office if you want to serve with our Bread of Life Ministries or, um, uh, or call, contact Karen Jason who leads that ministry. As I said, for each one of us, there's some joy that's given when we do it. The other day we were um, at our meeting for Bread of Life and we heard the story that Erica Bascalia and her husband Donnie uh, spent hours reorganizing the closet. And Erica said, oh my gosh, we had so much fun moving all those cans around. And Barry Stewart, who is part of our ministry, said, that is just sick. <laughs> what gives you joy? What gives you joy? Does serving give you joy? If serving gives you joy and you want to do it not consistently or just one time, I want to invite you to be part of our trunk or treat that we're doing hosting here at the church on October 24th at 12 p.m. Decorate your trunk, buy some candy, and hand them out to the kids as they come dressed in all kinds of costumes. Serve our kids. Friends, do you like teaching? Do you love just being with somebody and teaching God's love to them? If that's you, if that's you, I want to invite you to teach our children. There are so many times that we complain that there are no kids and the culture is taken over and uh, sports have taken over and kids are not in church. I understand that fully. But friends, there are kids every Sunday in this building for Sunday school. And we would love for more people to put their hand up and say, I would love to teach Sunday school. I would love to teach Sunday school. This past week, we didn't have anyone to teach our Sunday school. So I was reaching out to a couple of different individuals and I reached out to Caitlin um, Pace. And Caitlin said, yes. She said, I'm not a bunch of a teacher, but I love being with kids and I love telling stories. That's all you need to do. Friends, I want to invite you to come be part of our children's ministry. There is so much that needs to be done, and we need you to be part of that. Yes, you might have that gift and the ability to do that. Finally, do you have a natural ability to encourage others? Write cards to our church members. Each week, we give a name of a shutin that is part of our community. And many of you are doing that, and it is being received beautifully. I'd like you to invite you to take it to another step. Give them a call. Talk to them for a couple of minutes. Or take another step. Go sit in their house 
and find out how they're doing. This is a beautiful gift. And recently I learned about this, and I'm sure I'm going to embarrass somebody here. I learned that Gail Mitch, every week, every so often, has a set of cards that she takes to the post, uh, post office that she has written notes for different members of our church family to encourage them to say that they are thinking about them. And again, verse 6, I want you to focus on these. Why do we need to do this? Why am I asking you to do these things? Why am I asking you to serve, to teach, to encourage? Why am I asking you to find out what gives you joy and what abilities you have? Here is the reason why I'm asking you that question. We have different gifts and abilities because of God's grace that is given to us. Me being able to look at data and analyze it, or you being able to write a card, or you knowing how to organize things. Those gifts, those unique abilities that we have, they're all given by God. We just didn't get them. So friends, God has given those gifts to us. God is the source of all those gifts. So our question that we need to wrestle with is, how are we using those gifts to build God's kingdom? How are we using those gifts to bless others in our church family, in our community? Because serving the Lord with God-given abilities is absolutely crucial for us. See, when you start serving, there is a joy that bubbles up inside you. There is a sense of excitement that comes to you that nothing can buy, that comes right within you. And in the process of you living out that joy, you're blessing somebody else's life as well. I have a good friend and mentor, um, Kent Crailer, who is a pastor at Lancaster First um, United Methodist Church. And Kent served at this church uh, for over 20 years um, and has a lot of wisdom. And during a very difficult time in my life, um, he blessed me with a gift of encouragement. We would meet, I would meet with him. I lived in Coatesville at that time, and he was living in Lancaster, so we would kind of meet in the middle called Gap Diner. Gap Diner usually closes around 2 p.m., and we would get there around 10, and probably they would ask us to leave, saying, all right, sir, y'all need to go because we're closing, because we would just sit there and talk, and he would guide me through the process about how to do ministry, and he would give me some wisdom. And that's how he blessed me. And this week, I got this, and this made me cry. I might cry as I'm reading this. Dear Johnson, October is Clergy Appreciation Month, and you are one of my favorite preachers. I hope you will, like Will Willimon's lectures, to your doing and care and crafting of preaching and leadership. Thank you, Kent. He made my day. He made my week, he made my month. All he was doing was living out the God-given ability to encourage somebody. And in the process, he blessed me. I got it this week. Friends, when you serve, when you live out your God-given abilities to bless others, there is a smile that you give to somebody else. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day.
And we ask that your presence would be with us, that we might discover your abilities that you have given us so that we can go out and serve your people and in this community. We ask all these things in your name. Amen.